Hello, and welcome to Daddy Unscripted, the podcast. This is something that I'm really excited about because it has been evolving and percolating for a very long time, kind of coming through a few different mediums before landing finally in podcast mode. So I'm really excited to be tackling this and finally getting it done. And I will be more excited when I'm actually launching this. So I'm recording this first episode tonight, which was going to be a different episode, actually. A perfect and completely fitting start to a podcast about dads. So my first guest was going to be my friend, Ryan, who I was going to be doing a two-part episode with him. The first night was going to be recorded tonight, which would be two nights before his wife is due for their first baby. However, he texted me and said, I'm really sorry, but I'm not going to be able to make it in. We are going to the hospital. So uh, I don't know if tonight is the night for him, but uh, you know, when you plan on having a dad in for a recording this close to the date of the birth that sometimes happens so i will eventually have him in for an episode which would have been his second part episode when he is very fresh on the new dad mode which will be i don't know maybe two to three months in or something but uh this first episode kind of goes out to them and they're uh about to be brought into the world new baby. So there's my first dedication on my first episode. What do you know? So the podcast is going to be primarily, aside from this episode, me sitting down with other dads, uh, other dads from all walks of life, uh, from all areas of the world, eventually is my hope. And just talking about real dad stuff. Um, Daddy Unscripted is kind of the perfect name for it. I I really hadn't thought of it being a conglomerate effort way back when. It was basically just going to be me and it was my unscripted thoughts and things off the cuff and things very real. And uh, now the plan is to branch that out because how much of me can anybody take really my wife deserves an award obviously but for me to have these conversations with other guys get them to talk very frankly about uh, real life situations how being a dad affects them where they come from with their ideas of being a dad Uh, such as what their relationship with their own father was, what they learned from their father, what good things, what bad things, and what kind of made them into the dad and man that they are now, and how they feel about that. And I'm envisioning it as a place where guys can sit around and discuss very openly and frankly what it is to them to be a father and a parent. And, you know, within that world, how it has changed their life, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, one of the things actually that my wife was kind of concerned about, and uh, we had a little conversation about it, she wanted to make sure that this wasn't 
not a not a devious plan, but that within the realm of this, it was not basically going to be guys sitting around and not being that cliche of, you know, the circle of guys or girls on the other side of it who sit around and talk crap on their significant others and it's not going to be that way. I, this is a blanket statement I will make here, and potentially I should record it into my intro. I in no way think I am super dad or super husband. I I get by. I am not the best husband or the best dad. Uh, I try and I fail a lot of times, but I am not doing this as a, hey, let me show you how I am an expert at these things, because I'm really not. I do not have a doctorate in anything. Um, I have some street smarts and uh, schmarts. That's uh, that's a little bit smarter than smarts, just so you know. And I have lived a very full life, though my life is not done yet. Um, I have, I, I tell people a lot of times that I have lived multiple lives inside my one life. And I feel like that's true. I've had a lot of different life experiences, um, some very heavy. So I kind of bring that to the table and, um, I'm a pretty straight shooter. So, uh, I think that that is what has driven me to do this as well. So um, that's kind of what I envision it being, and like I said, it's going to be hopefully some uh, named dads that you will know. That is an open invitation, so you know you famous dads who want to sit down and talk about being a dad, that is fantastic and more than welcome. So Matt Damon, I'm ready to talk being a dad with you, and then we can talk about the Red Sox and stuff like that. Um And, you know, that's kind of my goal is to have some people that you all will know. Yes, it may not be Matt Damon, but there are connections that I'm hoping to make to get some of the people that you will recognize and not just have it be uh, a bunch of every men that eventually some people I know will kind of be like, okay, well, I don't really know who these people are and I don't really care about what their experiences are as being a dad. So this originally, like I said, this has had multiple evolutions and has come to this place. Originally, uh, when I first became a father, which was uh, a little over seven years ago, I wanted to write a book for my daughter. And I wanted it, not a novel, but to be a story of my family history and, and of my wife's as well. Because back in the time, uh, way before the boom of internet and social media and all that stuff, um, you know, people didn't document all of their lives for everybody to know. And uh, there are stories from all of our pasts that are potentially dying out with those generations. And I've always been very conscious of that. I've always been very thoughtful about the fact that there are many things that when my dad uh, passed away 25 years ago that that essentially just died with him and stories that he may not have even shared with my mom and with anybody else and those are just gone and and not meaning that they were 
things that he meant to keep secret or keep from other people, but they just never bubbled up for whatever reason to anybody. Or there are things that he told uh, who knows who, and uh, those never made it around to other people. Or they uh, played the telephone game and they've gotten changed over the years, um, such as there is a story that I was told when I was little that um, one of my grandparents, uh, maybe a great-grandparent, was part Iroquois Indian. And uh, I went so far when I, was a, when I was much younger to look up all of the potential tribes in the area where my um, ancestry was that I could find. And I decided that I was from the Seneca tribe of the Iroquois Indian and that I was like 114th Indian or something like that. But I have no idea if that's true. I've asked my mom and I think she denied it. And um, so who knows? Uh, But these are the things that come and go uh, over the generations. And I'm very conscious of that. And I don't want... Uh, my kids to be so separated from my family's history that's way before me that they don't really know anything. And um, so when my daughter was very young, I really set out to to do this book and I started writing a little bit of, of it. And I just could never really get the time. And uh, I had been a writer for years and always wanted to do that. And it's it's so time consuming as and as a parent and a working parent, many of you who have that same situation know that it's it's just difficult to do some things um, in your life that you want to do, and there are so many things that aren't really even bucket list items. What is what is below a bucket list? Um, I don't. I'm not really sure. Just a uh, some a procrastination list, I guess. Something that you put off forever that you kind of want to do that isn't like a I want to play one-on-one with Michael Jordan, which I don't know how many people have that on their bucket list, but um, it's not actually on mine. So uh, just uh, that came out of nowhere, really. We all have these things that we want to do in our life that I think the busyness of life keeps us from doing. And sometimes it's something as easy as calling a friend and staying in touch with people. And uh, that's one of the things that always kind of frustrates me and I I think my life for the past maybe even 10 years pre uh daddydom has been a thought of that of I just wish I had more time in my life and so I am now taking the time to do this because I feel like this is easier I'm just sitting down and talking and I'm talking with other guys and then I'm taking the time to get it out there for other people and uh maybe spark some interest and spark some conversations with other people and uh, see what becomes of that. So that was where this all started. It became uh, that book that never happened. And then I created a blog, which was daddyunscripted.com. That's still in existence. That um, is just a fairly basic WordPress website where I will hopefully have this podcast set up so you can click on it and listen to different episodes. And I also have a handful of old blog posts from at least two to three years ago um, starting off that whole daddy unscripted thing. And some of them are detailing some of this that I may be even going over in this first episode, which is the history of me. I'm going to try to not draw this out too much, of course, but I will give you kind of the background of where I come from. So you, if you don't know me, you now know 
who is the guy that's behind this whole situation. So I am the youngest of eight kids, six of which were adopted. I won't go into all of that. Uh, my dad was a veterinarian and a pastor of a non-denominational church. Uh, we were born and raised in Laguna Beach, um, and he was pastor of this very small church that kind of sprung from uh, the whole hippie movement and um, the uh, a lot of fishermen and um, hippies down in Laguna Beach area and was a very homegrown church group that even had, you know, a lot of church things going on in our house, etc. So he was very, very busy because he it was his veterinarian stuff that he would, you know, do from nine to five, Monday through Friday, and a lot of times on weekends, and also be uh, helping people out who had emergencies and leaving the house at night for that. And then he would find the time to write his sermons the weeks that he was doing it and um, be doing that on Sunday and also leaving the house sometimes at night to help people with whatever quote unquote spiritual emergencies they had. So, um, you know, he was very, very busy and I remember him being gone a lot and Sunday, I will always fondly remember his exhaustion of, you know, going through uh, the entire week. And it was very common for golf to be put on our TV and for him to be falling asleep to it. Uh, He was kind of the master of napping, which I have proudly taken that role on. My wife is still amazed at my ability to basically fall asleep immediately and in almost any position. So I definitely have my dad to thank for that. So my dad passed away in 1990. He uh, had brain cancer and he was diagnosed, I want to say, in the early, early summer of my senior year of high school. I was 17 and he passed away in November of that year And it was about two weeks before my 18th birthday. And I was very, very close with my dad. I had a very good relationship with him. Uh, We were, you know, we were buddies basically during a lot of my life. And uh, it was very, very difficult for me when he died. I basically just took it really hard to say the least. And I think I always felt like I missed out on a lot of the father-son things that normally take place within that relationship that I didn't get the all of the advice that I maybe would have gotten in those next formative years and so my childhood or my teen years kind of split off into a different road at that time Uh, and it really really affected me and took me a while to kind of find my way back to some semblance of normalcy. Kind of a loose thing, I guess, I would say. Here, let me give it to you straight. So when my dad died, I basically just uh, got very angry and I looked for something to fill that void pretty much. And uh, for me, music was always very, very meaningful. I literally threw myself into being a deadhead. And uh, I was listening to the Grateful Dead a lot at that point and had been for a while. And um, 
at my new job. I was working at Tower Records in El Toro. There's a shout out for you. And I had some good hippie friends there that were fellow deadheads and I had never gone to a show before or anything like that. I didn't really know the scene really. I got taken to my first shows and I was like, yes, this is community. This is people who are, you know, I have people giving me hugs that I've never met or seen before. And yes, they might smell a little bit, but I can deal with that. I just completely immersed myself into that community. Really like it it really helped fill this void in my life of relationship. And uh, so that kind of became my thing for a, for a while. I basically worked at Tower to make money to go see the dead wherever they were on the West Coast. And uh, that was kind of a big deal to me and uh, something that helped support me through that time. So eventually, you know, that kind of changed and Jerry Garcia died and whatever. So years later, um, I'll jump way ahead uh, because I, I I never really thought I would be a dad. Uh, I just was not the greatest at relationships. Uh, I think to that point, my longest relationship had been maybe six months and there were a, a handful of those. And um, I just didn't really see that being a possibility. And uh, I got married when I was 27, I want to say. I felt like my biological clock was ticking or something. And I heard this voice inside my head that was saying, hey, you haven't been in a relationship in however long. What if this is the one? What if this is your chance? But it was just doomed and should never really happen and whatever. And now I had that like D in parentheses after my name on documents, which was a huge stigma. And uh, at at first proved to be a, a very large uh, block in relationships. So even during the time of my marriage, uh, there was a girl who I knew and was friends with who didn't have this feeling of what did this, what happened with this guy who's divorced, whatever, because she knew about everything. She was actually, uh, my friend from before that. And, uh, my ex-wife actually liked her most out of my friends because, they kind of got along. And so anyways, this girl was basically the perfect crossover connection with me because I have my masculine side and I have, yes, a side that is more leaning towards the feminine side. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm a sensitive guy. You'll you'll get to know this about me through the course of the podcasts, I'm sure. And this girl is a very girly girl. Um, she likes dressing up and loves clothes and fashion and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she also heads towards, she has a side that leans towards the masculine side because she loves sports and she uh, thinks farts are funny. And she just got along well with the guys in our group. And we just had the perfect personality overlap if that makes sense, if you kind of imagine that. So we were always good friends and I always kind of have this liking for her because she's super pretty and hilarious and we just got along really well and we were friends for a very, very long time. And then eventually I finally cracked and said, 
I like you as more than a friend. You know, I did the whole, I like you, like you. Do you want to like me, like me thing? Basically, I didn't go as far as check yes or no on a box thing or anything like that, but pretty close to it. So um, we uh, tried dating and it worked out and uh, we got married. And that is my uh, wife, my second chance at uh doing the whole marriage thing was the right chance and was the girl that I was meant to uh, become a husband and a father with. And so uh, a few years later, we got pregnant with our first um, child, our daughter. And that was, you know, when this all kind of came about to be. So uh, when we had my daughter, I was, or our daughter, sorry, Uh, My wife was working and she had taken time off to uh, be home and be a mom for that first part. And then she went back to her normal job. And I had a job where I could work remotely. I was able to work from home. And so I stayed home with uh, our daughter and I was at home with her until she was almost two, I believe, maybe even maybe even a little bit longer than that. And she is autistic. She is on the spectrum. She is very high functioning. And uh, so I will, you know, have some of those conversations as we go through this journey together. And uh, anyways, I know that was cheesy and I almost did some extra cheese voice there for you. But we will, you know, you will find out more about that. And I will discuss it very openly. And I'm sure some people will have some throttling to do on me about you know how I talk about it and whatever but so be it I'm a fairly straight shooter like I said so uh, my daughter had to have therapies at home and uh, I was able to be there as therapists came in and worked with her and then it just became too much because some of her therapies were going to be out of home and I could not do it there was just no way I was going to be able to drive her around as much and uh, as she needed to be so my wife ended her job and she became a stay-at-home mom and has been ever since. And I was still working that same job. So I was able to help out at home a little bit and kind of, um, you know, make that work around my um, daily duties for my job. And uh, then four years later or so, we had our son and he is now a little bit over three years old. And Uh, so we have our two kids and we are done. I have been snipped. I am fixed, neutered, whatever you want to say. Uh, we are no longer having kids. We are set with our two. Uh, so I was a stay at home dad for a while. So I have an understanding and a huge respect for moms, uh, for stay at home moms, for moms in general, and a ridiculous off the chart respect for single moms, one that borderlines uh, complete awe and a non-understanding of how they possibly do that. My mom actually texted me the other day. Um, She's always been one of those uber supportive uh, moms. She's always been very, very supportive to the point where it's, you know, there's there's that time where in the back of your head, you're kind of like, okay, okay, you're just saying that because you're my mom. 
But one of the things that she said to me was, uh, and maybe jokingly, I haven't really discussed it with her, but she was like, hey, you should talk to some, you should have some moms on your podcast too, some moms who had to be the dad as well. And uh, I, I'm kind of kicking that idea around because uh, I, I may do that once or twice where I have a single mom on um, or a mom who let's say uh, her husband is in the military or something like that, because I, I do believe that there is something to that. Um, I'll have to kind of gauge that. And maybe I'll ask once I have a few more people participating in response and whatnot, uh, asking what people think of that idea. But I have a complete and just ridiculous respect for single moms. Um, but you know, not far below that level of respect for moms in general that do it. Um, I've seen it, I've lived it, I've done it at home, and it is intense. Moms have an intense freaking job. When I come home from work where I am not having to deal with uh, my kids, and that sounds very negative, but where I am not being with my children and and having the potential arguing kids and the constant attention need and whatever and helping with homework and getting things together for them to go to school and blah, blah, blah. And I come home from my job where I am separate from the home and not having to deal with that as a dad. and, And I can say this right now, but I probably will still come home tomorrow and do the same thing. And shame on me for that every time that I do it. I try to be better about it, but I need I know that I need to realize inside my head I I will never know exactly even if I ask my wife I won't get the full story of what she had to go through that day. You know, let this be my little um rose of the day that I'm bringing home to my wife um mentally at least and uh for you other moms that I get it. It's it's tough and it sometimes is just completely mentally and sometimes physically exhausting what you have to go through. And the fact that I have the ability at my job to deal with and talk with other adults constantly is also a huge piece of what moms that are at home don't get you know, unless they're able to or have conversations with their friends or or family or whatever throughout the day, you know, they're getting a lot of conversations that aren't really fulfilling to an adult because they are these things with their kids. And I'm not dissing kids. I I love my kids um, and I love kids and, and there is something to that relating with them and whatever. But it is not the fulfillment that you get from adult adult conversation. Uh, so I will stay, say that, that in my understanding of what that is like comes that massive amount of respect for what those people go through. So that's basically where I come from. That's kind of nutshelling it. I made that in some parts uh, longer than I meant to and in some parts 
maybe kind of nutshelled it a little bit too much, but I think over the course of this podcast, you'll get um, a lot more of of my information as I'm uh, conversing with these other dads, and that enables me to not just sit here and listen to them talk because uh, that wouldn't be that fun for me either. I plan on having actual conversations with them. So thanks a lot for uh, letting me do that off the bat here. I think that that gives you a pretty decent insight to uh, what this is going to be all about, where it's coming from, what the intent is. Uh, I really, really hope to get some great personalities in here. I know that all parents have this same job set in front of them, that we need to raise our kids and uh, raise them to be hopefully the best adults that they can be and the best kids that they can be. And uh, let's let's not mix words. Kids can suck. I mean, I, I hear it from my daughter who is in second grade, some of the things that are said to her and that she hears, it's just mind-boggling sometimes and you know they always say that there's that kind of cliche of well it comes from the parent you know the the that parent is not disciplining their kids or that parent is filling that kid with that information or allowing them to get filled with that information which i think obviously becomes a more and more difficult job as technology and internet and whatever is what it is for kids now that they can just tap into absolutely anything at any time. And the parenting level has just gotten completely obliterated with uh, what we have, what we are set against if we are wanting to kind of keep our children, quote unquote, safe from whatever outside influences that you're wanting to keep your kids safe from. Um, You know, it's not like back in the day where uh, you just need to reach, you know, when your kid is at school, uh, lift up their mattress and make sure there's no Playboy magazines in between their bed cushions. And that is not an admission of guilt, by the way, you know, but it's and making sure that they're not watching something on TV. And that was kind of basically it, you know, during those Days even when I was a kid in the 70s and nowadays, like, I just, whew, it's a tough one, parents. It is a tough one. So um, I, you know, plan on talking with about that specifically with parents as well. What, you know, how how are you doing that? Um, what do you feel is too much? And there is no right and wrong. And I get it. Every parent has a different desire and every parent is different every kid is different and I'm not here to create the right and wrong and to say the right and wrong I'm just here to get a bunch of different people uh, with different perspectives and um, for us to talk about it and for you to be able to hear all these different thoughts on um, being a dad in uh, the 2000s. What do you call this? The fifth in the teens, 2000 teens? I don't know. Uh, but that's kind of the goal of this whole thing. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to really try and get um, different people from all over who have all kinds of different careers. Right now, I've got a couple people lined up 
that I'm really excited to have on. And I'm going to, as I get some of these recorded and potentially get them launched, uh, be able to reach out to some other people uh, that may not be as accessible at this time uh, and get them to maybe hear when, what this is all about and get them interested as well. So if you can help with that, that would be great. I would appreciate it. Let me know. Um, of course, I, I can't have everybody on and I, I know that everybody has a different personality and can bring something different to the table and possibly to this podcast. And so I am going to be looking for those big personalities, those uh, people that can entertain uh, you and make it a fun uh, listening experience as well as a good uh, learning time and a good conversation for me as well. So you can find me on social media all over uh, Twitter under Daddy Unscripted, Facebook under the same name. You can send me emails at daddyunscripted at gmail.com. And daddyunscripted.com is where the original blog can be found and should have at this time a uh, launching spot for the podcast for you to be able to find other episodes. Uh, if you found a, found this on iTunes, uh, that would be great if you could subscribe and uh, download and leave a review. That helps me get uh, higher up on the new and noteworthy and helps get more listeners and brings more to the table and makes this something that can really rise up above, um, you know, being just me talking to somebody and having five people who know the two of us listen to it. I would love for this to really become something that hits a lot of people in different ways and uh, spans more than just a small group of people and Hopefully I can get the people in here on the other microphone that will make that happen and make it enjoyable for all of you. And hopefully that was something that you even got out of this episode with just me on it. So thanks again for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. 